gentlemen, so we're back. It's uh, Brian Gosling, not the actor, and Coach Rich Trevino joining me again. Uh, and we're talking UFC 250. Um, if you listen, if you listened to last week's show, you'll know that we weren't too excited about this, especially the main event. Um, before we break down the card, uh, what are your overall thoughts on the event itself? We'll start with you, Ryan. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it wasn't going to be too good of a card, but it ended up being a really good card. I think, um, I think all the fights were really good. I mean, they weren't super competitive. They were pretty one-sided, but we saw a lot of good, you know, knockouts and, uh, I thought they were good fights across the board, except, you know, the main event was just not really a good fight. But <laughs> other than that, they were they were good. I was surprised. Rich? Uh, again, dang it, I have to agree with Ryan. Uh, I, I definitely didn't want to see Amanda Nunez fight because there's just nobody nobody there for her. I mean, she should probably be fighting men at this point. For her to become the goat, I mean, the card was entertaining because I mean, you you tune, let's face it, you tune into this shit to see motherfuckers get knocked out or slept, and right, we got that in just about every fight. Um, but I, I I was telling Ryan this earlier. Uh, I feel like a lot of these fights, except for maybe the Sanhagen and Alderman Sterling fight there were guys that were kind of put in those positions with the UFC, hoping that they would get the exact outcomes they got, especially the opener. Um, but yes, it was definitely entertaining. Um, except the main event was just sad. Like it, it, I mean, it was really like just a, a fucking sparring contest, but it was. We'll dive into this. Uh, so the, the, the main card opens. Uh, first of all, anything on the prelims that we need to discuss? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, did you see the prelims? No, I did Brian, not. anybody? Yeah, I did. Um, the one I, that stuck, stuck out of my head was the, uh, what was it, Alex, uh, his name? Alex Caceres and, and Chase Hooper? No, 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 no. It was, I know which one you're talking about. The, oh, the, Alex Barrett. Uh, and he beat him with leg kicks. Did you see that? Oh, okay. I heard about that. No, yeah. that was the that, that was, was the early prelims. I didn't see that one. Yeah, that was nuts. I don't I don't think I've seen. I mean, it's happened actually more recent. Um, they were talking about that's like the third time this has happened um, recently. So I guess that's a new thing that people are doing with those leg kicks. But uh, it was just crazy to see like stoppage, like knockout by leg kicks. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing that the low calf kick. It's it's really fucking people up. The, the one that sticks out of my brain was when uh, Mighty Mouse kicked um, Triple C in the fucking in the low calf kick and he like did that hobbling like he was gonna fucking go down from that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where his fucking leg didn't work for a minute? That, yeah. that kind of... Because actually Joe Rogan was saying that uh, he hadn't seen so many low calf kicks until somebody gets their freaking leg fucked up like uh anderson silva then they're gonna stop doing it oh yeah 
<laughs> that's, that, those are his exact words. I, I almost yeah. threw up in my mouth just thinking about that, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know what? You know what fight oh, stuck God. out to me was the Cody Stamen and the Brian Kelleher fight. I mean, bro, listen. The Cody Stamen fight was a heartstring puller. I don't know if you guys did. Oh, you guys yeah. hear the story? Yeah, yes. I did. Yeah. His fucking eighteen-year-old brother passes away in his sleep. Um, a week ago, and the fucking guy has the balls to come out and... St I mean, he's a professional. He's, this is his job. I mean, let's just face it. Right. But, I mean, man. That's and then immediately after the fight... Yeah, yeah. Immediately after the fight, he fucking breaks down. And, and you know, the other guy's giving him a hug and telling him that, you know, he appreciates him and stuff like that. That one kind of fucked me up a little bit, man. I'm down. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um... Okay, so let's get into this main card. It starts with Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's 12-0, taking on Eddie Wineland, who is fucking old, and he's 24-14. and 14. This guy was set in here to make Sugar Sean look good, and that's exactly what he did, because he gets a knockout in 1 minute and 54 seconds of round one, and uh, we were kind of breaking down this footage he, uh, you know, they're kind of mixing it up. Sean's moving. He tries to throw a roundhouse, falls on the ground, gets back up, gets his composure, fakes an uppercut, uh, one of them bites on it, and then he comes with the overhand right, and he fucking knocks this fool. I mean, the rigor mortis set in immediately, dude, as he hit the <laughs> ground. I mean, he went fucking stiff, dude. Stiffer than a dick on Viagra. Like, it was insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that, Mike. I wouldn't know uh, that. Uh, so I've heard. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, and he knew he had him, dude. He he socked him, and he just walked away. Yep, <laughs> started yeah, bowing to him. And, yeah, walk off um, KO. It was just yeah, spectacular yeah, awesome. KO, right hand that like you said, a big uppercut. But I mean, I don't know if it was a setup because um, O'Malley's not. He wasn't even ranked. So, but I mean, he is like, he's 12 and 0, 4 and 0 in the UFC. He's an up and coming, you know, star. But Wineland's like no joke either. I mean, he's not like a, just a pushover. He's older, but I don't think he was setting him up. They were just, this guy's the real the real deal. I, I feel like this was throwing Cowboy Cerrone into Conor McGregor. Oh, uh, I don't That's think it was. the same feeling bad. I got here. Dude, they're building this kid up. Clearly, uh, Sugar Sean is. He's one of those guys, and we'll get into that broad discussion later on, where he's going to be a draw because he's kind of got a gimmick, he's got a character, he's flashy, and he can fucking fight. He's got everything they want, and I know he was asking for a raise after this fight. He wanted to renegotiate, and I think he absolutely should because, I mean, it's undeniable at this point. Yeah. Rich, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Sugar Sean is fucking badass, man. Uh, the the only thing, and I was thinking about how to compare him to like other fighters that have come before him. Yeah. And he is so fucking smart. His IQ is so fucking smart. You you think he just throws these crazy ass kicks and these fucking wild punches and fucking he falls on the ground and then he hops back up like everything is calculated, man. He he kind of reminds me with the fight IQ of like a GSP where he can see shit before it fucking happens. Yeah. Like, like he, it, I don't know if you guys saw it. He, fa he did fake the uppercut 
and then he fainted with the fucking left and then he threw that fucking right over the top and it was fucking over yeah the only time i ever seen anybody break something down like that and i saw his uh, post-fight interview with uh um Helwani, uh this morning and he said that exact same thing exactly what i saw not that i'm a fucking badass breaker downer of fights but i'm just saying like <laughs> like like what i saw was like oh fuck that is exactly what happened and he said yeah he did that same punch in the fight before and knocked some pool out um and then uh or not the fight before but another fight and it was the same setup but this time he threw in that faint that faint left okay. and he came with the overhand right and he fucking dropped that fool i mean i haven't seen this kind of talent in a long long time and this motherfucker for sure is a draw bro for sure yeah He's yeah. got to be ranked after this. Well, no, well, yeah. we'll get. Well, I think we'll get to um, after we break this card down and we shoot the news um, or shoot the headlines. We'll talk about what's kind of been his crosshairs right now because there's a lot of talk about his next opponent, which we'll get to. Um, the next fight was Neil Magny getting a decision. I believe it was a split decision no. over. No, it was unanimous. Unanimous, unanimous yeah. decision. Yeah. They even gave like him 30-27, two judges, and I disagree with that that big time. But I did think he won the fight, but he was close. I think he won the fight, but I think the first two rounds, I definitely don't think he he won them clear out. I mean, I guess it could have went either way, but I had I had Martin winning the first two rounds. Is that but, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's what I had. And then I, Magni, I think, for sure won that third round. But the judges scored it 30-27, 30-27, and then 29-28. I don't agree with that. No, dude. Not one bit. See, what I what I saw was I saw, like, the first round, the first half of the first round was all fucking Rocco. Yes. And and then, I agree. like, it, it, it was weird. It was like Neil Magni got, like, for whatever reason, it seemed like he got a second win in that fucking first round, and then he just started to pour it on and pour it on and pour it on. It, it almost kind of reminded me of like a uh, like a Nick or Nate Diaz, where he's not really fucking trying to kill you. Yeah. He's just piecing you up, and he's right. piecing you up, and he's piecing you up. And that fucking his cardio is fucking stupid. Yeah. To, to, um, right, because he ramped it up every round. He ramped it up every round. Then the third, the third round, he was just fucking doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, and Martin was gassed out. He had nothing left in that third round. He had right. left. He was like dying out there, man. So I got the stats right here for this fight. Um, Nagy had 82 of 130 total strikes. Um, Anthony Rocco Martin, 46 of 91, and then. Uh, uh, Significant strikes, uh, Magni 64 of 110, and Rocco Martin had 37 of 82. Uh, over six on takedowns for Magni, and Martin was one for two. So a lot closer than the judges probably um, scored him, at least two of those judges. Mm. But yeah, it's a lot of time it's whoever wins the last round if, if it's close. Yeah. And he went that last round, then that's what the judges, you know, that's their last impression. Mm -hmm. That could be the case in this fight. Well, this next fight, there was no doubt left at all. And that's the Funkmaster 
Algermine Sterling <laughs> uh, submitting Cody Sanhagen in one minute and 28 seconds of the first round. Wow, what a performance. Um, you know, they start out throwing some roundhouses. They, they were trading them. And then Sterling kind of jumped all over him like flies on shit right in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, got him up against the cage. Uh, and then just kind of jumped on his back like a fucking schoolyard fight, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, got him down to the ground. And then uh, he was trying to get that rear naked in. And he kind of, I think he faked <laughs> something on the ground, which caused Sanhagen to react the other way. And he, he kind of sucked him in with it. Then he got it on tight. Right before um, Sanhagen went night-night, he tapped out. And then he was slept. And uh, you could see when he woke up, he was like, what the fuck, what happened? Like he, he didn't even remember who he was, where he was, where he lived or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Dude, that yeah. was that was probably uh, one of the most, um, uh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, so direct. Al yeah. knew exactly what the fuck he was gonna do. He yeah. popped that fucking fool. <laughs> Yep. He he actually tried the the rear naked choke in the in the in the beginning before he got the second one and it was like across the chin or some shit like that. Yeah. Was, and he was just trying to fucking crush his jaw. Right. And then he fucking finally sunk it in and it was just I mean it, bro, when you're not sweaty, when you're fucking when you're dry as fuck like that, all that friction, you're getting that thing in. Sorry, you're going to sleep. Yeah, it's game. And over. by the way, and by the way, can I say how fucking gorgeous Al Jermaine Sterling fucking six pack is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Sure. You, can, you can say I that. I mean, today. Jesus. Yeah. That guy's a fucking beast, dude. He's like chiseled to, out of stone for sure. Yeah. I would yeah. like to drink beer off of his six pack, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'd let it drip it right in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> he I'm started with you off that. like aggressive right away. He was going after it, and you know, he got him down. He got that body triangle, and then after that, it was. You know, like you said, they were dry. He had that body triangle, yeah. And then it was it was all over from there, you know. Yeah. Um. Just a dominant performance, though, and uh, you know, we'll talk yeah. about this later about you know where this title is going and everything like that. But uh, he can't be denied at this point. I mean, he, he I know he got knocked the fuck out and that kind of derailed because he was one of those guys too that was becoming a star, and then when he got knocked out, it. it, it uh, it kind of derailed him a bit, but I think he's got back on track. Yeah. Won three in a row since then, and um, you know, San Diego was no joke. This was the one fight where I thought, you know, this was a true like title eliminator. Yeah, number four versus number two. You know, they're both uh, winning streaks, uh, total, you know, championship uh, implications here. And, yeah. Uh, he he just destroyed him. He he should. I mean, he may get a title shot. I think. He he made Sanhagen look like a fucking uh, like a, a, a senior going against a first grader, bro. I mean, he snapped that in. DC knew it was over immediately. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's over, Joe. He's gonna go to sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he called it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the next fight we have here is Cody Garbrandt knocking Rafael Asunjo. The fuck out! <laughs> yeah. Four minutes and fifty-nine seconds of the second round. That was the closest to a buzzer beater I've ever seen, dude. 
I mean, it was like right at the bell. And uh, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing, dude. That was, it was just badass right at the bell, fucking clean, clean as can be. You know, it was. The first round, Cody, I thought looked very composed. You know, yes. Yeah. Cody's the ultimate, like, bro dude. I mean, he's the poster boy for, like, Blink 182. Uh, trucker hat, black socks up to the knees. <laughs> that guy, drugs, you know, he rolls to the arena in a lifted truck and drinking a monster. That's Cody yeah. Garbrandt. Uh, and you know, his excuses for his last three knockouts is, oh, I just see red and I get upset. Well, you're not being a professional. Right. You know, and that's right. why you got knocked the fuck out the last three times you fought. But I think uh, the COVID shit, he was able to train with that Mark Henry guy that, um, and they were talking about the detail this guy has in his coaching methods. And I think if Garbrandt's to climb back the ladder, climb back up to the ladder and, and get the belt again, or at least an opportunity at it, he probably should stick with this guy, at least in some capacity for his next camp. Um, I thought he did a good job of keeping the distance, um, you know, and I felt like Asanjo, uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, but yeah, it is what it is and white. You're, um, you're fucking it up, bro. Yeah, it's a, a sun oh. sow or something like that. A sun sow. Okay, a sun let's, sow, yeah, let's yeah. just say that. Um, or let's just call him homeboy, whatever. Yeah. The thing is, um, <laughs> I thought I thought he kind of looked a step behind Garbrandt. Garbrandt is so fucking fast, dude. Um, you know, I feel like a sun show, a sun co, a sun show, however you say that. He couldn't get his footing. Um, his footwork looked very often I don't know if he just couldn't get a rhythm he couldn't he couldn't keep pace with Cody because Cody was all over the place and Cody kept throwing those fucking Street Fighter 2 sweeper kicks yeah which I thought was great yeah. that's an old like that's a, uh, a karate move and then um DC was like nah he's faking a shot and then he's kicking him in the leg I'm like no that looks like a karate sweep you know I don't want to correct DC there but yeah, I mean, Rich, did it look like he was shooting at you? It didn't to me, but DC's a better wrestler than I ever was. Well, no, I don't know if it looked like he was shooting, but he was definitely fainting. Like, like it looked like he was going to drop. And, and once once you freeze somebody up like that, bro, like, they're, they're fucking yours. And that's no. exactly kind of what... Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, he, he, he was for sure throwing those sweep kicks in. Like, I've never seen that in a... Well, not a very that that I can remember in recent memory seeing sweet kicks like that in a fight, dude. No, I don't remember that either. But even Joe said he had made a comment saying that that looks like a karate leg sweep. Like, yeah, never seen this before. Even Joe said that. Yeah, dude, but, I, I I thought it was crazy, man. He was mixing up all kinds of shit, and you know, I know he was outstruck in the first round, but I I had him winning that round. I thought he had the far more significant strikes. Yeah, I think he won that round, and he was just way, way faster. He had solid leg kicks. Um, you know, I think even those sweeps maybe helped set up that that right that, that took him out. Yeah. Because it was like, um, what they say, it was a fake uppercut. Um, or was that the other fight? That was the old Mally, right? No, that was no, the other fight. What happened with this yeah. fight is they're up against the cage. It was weird, dude. They're up against the cage at the end. Cody throws his hands down. He ducks yeah, down he back to his hip. He ducks down way before the other dude um, yeah. was gonna throw a blow. It reminded me of like 
pro wrestling when you sling them across the ropes and then you bend down for the backdrop. I've never stood. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe he went down like that and just was waiting. Yeah. And then he came up and the other dude hit him first, if you see it. He kept, connects with a hook to the body, but Garbrandt just comes and he comes. I think it was an overhand right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was overhead, right? Yeah. Knocks him out, dude. And he is just slept on the floor. They pick him up, uh, Asanjo, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he slides off that bench like a loogie against the wall, dude. I mean, they try to put him on that chair, and he's like, uh, falling off. off and, dude. and then they, they take the chair away from him and put him on the mat, dude. I'm like, what? And he, he when they were standing there for the hand raise, he was still stanky leg, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they tried to sit him <laughs> down again, and he couldn't sit in the bench. So uh, he needs to get a CAT scan as soon as he gets back to wherever he's from, man. Definitely went to the shadow he, room. He, he looked like a fucking baby giraffe that was just born, bro. <laughs> Motherfucker could not stand. But going back to your point, Mike, uh, Garbrandt, I, I noticed how composed he was. Yes. Because he wasn't doing that fucking... I was going to say something else that we might have to edit, but he wasn't doing the stupid shit, right? He wasn't like, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't like talking to him and you know what I mean? He did a little bit, he did a little bit, but it was way less than, than when he was fighting like a uh, cruise or when he was fighting like, um, uh, the EPO kid, what's his name? Yeah. Dillashaw. So like, like he was like, go ahead. He was like pointing to the ground against Cruz and saying, come on, like meet me right here. And all this yeah. dumb shit. It's just like, just yeah. fight, bro. But you're right. I think that he won that fight because he was so composed. And then towards the end, he realized that I think he realized how fucking fast he was compared to this guy. Yeah. And I realized how, I think he realized how fucking, how much, uh, what setups he was using. And for sure, those leg sweeps kind of, kind of made that guy stand and stand in fucking place. Dude, I'll tell you what, even if the fucking bell rang and he connected with that after the bell, there's no fucking way that guy comes out for the next round. Uh, he couldn't even stand. So yeah. so what do you do then? If if he hits him like at the bell and the guy gets knocked out, does Cody win? I don't even know. It's a good question, right? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Asungo, I believe he was ranked, right? Um, yeah, well, number five. Yeah, so. Ranked five and Garbrandt's nine. There you go. So, uh, big win for Cody Garbrandt. He needed it or he may have been cut. I mean, oh, yeah. He he was on a three fight losing streak. Yes. But, I mean, he did keep his composure, but he was never tested either. So, we don't really right. know if he's going to keep that composure when he gets, you know, hit in the face and sees red again. I mean, we don't know. He was just way faster than this guy, dude. That guy uh, didn't have a chance. He was like, Boot, he had his boots in submit. Like, he wasn't moving. So this brings us to the main event. Amanda Nunez defending the strap uh, against... Uh, <clears throat> Felicia Spencer? Felicia Spencer, there we go. Did you... Uh, did, hey, before you say that, did anybody? Did any guys see the fucking uh, prelim weigh-ins? That was way better. <laughs> uh, Fuck. So, basically... They paid Felicia Spencer to be Amanda Nunez's punching bag, and pretty much. <laughs> uh, I mean, just complete domination. Uh, I did. I thought her corner should have threw the towel in going into the pit. Um, she got that rear naked choke on her, and she survived. But God, did she get beat up? She is one tough chick, dude. 
Yeah. She, she took a beating, man, and she didn't quit. Yeah, no, she's got a lot of heart, dude. I mean, her talent level is nowhere close to Nunez, of course. Like, she was getting dominated, but yeah. she never gave up. The ref at one point at the end even asked her, do you want to keep going? And she, she wanted to keep going. And yeah. that's one tough girl right there, man. Like, you know, big heart. I mean, those are those are one those are one of those fights where you're you're not the same person afterwards, bro. Like you got your ass whooped uh, so bad that that probably changed some type of fucking chemistry in her brain, and she might not be the same fucking person when she wakes up from the shadow realm that she's in. Right Nunez manhandled her. There was one point where like she tried to go for a takedown. And I swear she picked her up like a little baby and just threw her on the ground, dude. Yeah, she yeah, I, saw, that. I remember that. Wizard like that judo throw, <laughs> got in the half guard. Oh, dude, she just tossed her around. And, and that girl Spencer, she's not like a small uh, woman, you know. No. <laughs> and but yeah, Spencer would say by the bell at the end of the fourth. You know, I think that's when she had that rear naked choke. But man, did you guys see that welt on her forehead? Horrible. Oh, my God. Hematoma. <laughs> like a like a hot dog, dude. I don't know how they were able to push that back in, but that, that well, dude came and he, he put that compress and it went down. But I was like, yeah. man, that thing was nasty. Yeah, dude, when 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 you go five rounds with fucking cyborg, you think you're tough, and then Amanda Nunez knocks the fuck out of cyborg, mm -hmm. and then yeah. what the fuck do you think's gonna happen to your regular ass? She looked like it looked like it looked. No offense to moms out there, but I'm just saying. It looked like a fucking mom came off from Stater Brothers and went into the cage Against and a got fucked up. Hey, yeah. it's like that video going around of that chick where she's like, it's like king of the cage or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Thumbs, dude, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That commercial. And she just fucking gets. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. yeah, I seen that one. Um, it was like Jenny from the so block me, fighting an actual fighter, you know? So let me ask you this question. Um, I don't know if it's the weight, but did you see how Nunez is kind of a little soft, softy poo around the midsection? Mm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking there was there's some uh, some USADA sanctions going on over here. Really? That's what I'm thinking. Well, I didn't see that, but that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Because go back, go back in her her um, her physique. She look. She kind of looks like me with a shirt off. It's gross. <laughs> but this is a one forty-five, right? Not one thirty-five. Yeah. Right. So uh, but even at one. Stuff. But even at one thirty-five, I I just noticed like she wasn't that ripped and she wasn't that fucking like, just kind of soft around the midsection. So pregnancy weight. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's some USADA sanctions going on around here that uh, she might have slipped through the cracks with some of them picograms. Her wife is pregnant, dude, so she's it's probably that sympathy weight. Yeah, there you go. That must be weight. That's what me. She but, goes, I'm going to get her a dozen donuts, and I can't let you eat those by herself, so I'm going to eat six. <laughs> sympathy. Yeah. Fat. She must have took a page out of my book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but I wouldn't really put it past her because, I mean, a lot of Brazilian fighters have been known to choose in the past. You know, it's not like a secret or anything. Well, I sure hope not because she is for sure the greatest female fighter of all time. And she's just on another level, dude. Nobody can stop this woman. And I don't think anybody's even close to stopping her.
No, it's. I think it's too early in the game to say that because women haven't been fighting as long. But it's uh, for now. Yeah, she's definitely the best. Well, she's the greatest as of right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think. I think. I think you hit a point, Ryan. I think it's an evolution of of the the sport for women. I because because I'm in the I'm in the wrestling game and I coach girls, high school girls wrestling and like. Five years ago, it literally looked like fucking you were taking freshmen that didn't know what the fuck was going on. And there was no shots. It was all like head and arm throws. It was the nastiest fucking wrestling you've ever seen. And <laughs> motherfuckers were, there were state champions winning the state with a fucking head and arm throw. I mean, like, like but five years later, the state champions are fucking dogs, dude. They're throwing high crotches, single legs. I mean, throwing people in the air, fucking nice. getting the half on the way down, shit like that. So I just think like the evolution of women fighting mm -hmm. is it's still kind of like in it's that still going not, up. yeah, it's still in that bottom phase where like if you get a dog like Nunez or a dog like fucking um, what was her name uh, Ronda Rousey or something like that, who has such a, a specific skill set, and she was like throwing everybody and grabbing their arm and tearing it off and taking it home. Like you're not going to find too many women that are doing that, you know, or that can even stop that at that high level. But when you start getting the, the, the women that are doing a high level grappling like uh Mackenzie Dern or doing a high level jujitsu or not jujitsu, but judo, like uh, Kayla Harrison, who's in Bellator. I mean, these kind of women are the ones that are going to bring up this fucking, uh, the sport for the women and, yeah. and make it, make it evolve to that next level where it's going to be like a Kayla Harrison and Amanda Nunez and they're all going to be going through the weights fucking each other up that yeah. that's when it's going to I think yeah. I think that happens in another I think that happens in another two or three years maybe four where we see high level competition in the women's uh, and we're and it's not like ah fuck two women are fighting mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah it's yeah. definitely still evolving I think it's on the way up. It's on the rise. But yeah, I agree. I think it's not quite there yet with the guy, like on par with the guys, which it can't be because it hasn't been around as long, you know? Yeah. Right. And them, it's just, there I mean, even the low level dudes are more exciting. Not to, sorry to cut you off, but like even the lower level dudes that don't know what the fuck they're doing is more exciting because they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're buffer and they're, right. they're throwing fools in the, in the air and they're slamming and they're doing all these things. It's kind of like, I hate to say it, and I hope women don't think I'm a sexist type thing, but it's kind of like the WNBA. It's like not exciting. Oh, you got fucked up. Oh, uh, here we go. No, no, <laughs> no I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just so kind of not exciting like, like that. The, the guys are slam dunking. They're doing like reverse 360 dunks. Right, right, right. Under the leg, and, and the girls are just doing like a layup. It's like, really? Yeah, right. They're, they're in for the breakaway, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, and then fucking lay it up, finger exactly. roll, miss it. I mean, they're still good, but it's just, yeah, it's not as exciting. Right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, shoot the headlines. So a couple fight, or we'll, we'll name some of these newer fights that have been made. From, uh, uh, Frankie Edgar is going to take on Pedro Munoz, uh, bantamweight fight. 
July 11th. I believe this is taking place on Fight Island. Frankie, I don't want to. I don't want to see Frankie Edgar fight anymore, bro. It's the uh, bottom line. I don't either. That's, that like, was my question. So, so. I can't believe he's still fighting. Like, how many fights has he lost in a row? Four, three, thousand. <laughs> he was exciting at one point. One of the top, you know, most exciting guys to watch. But now it's like it's getting sad. Like DJ Penn and Cowboy and all these guys. They don't know when to quit. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's your livelihood. I get it. It's like, that's what you do. You're a professional fighter. But I think at a certain point, you open up a gym and start teaching people. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Because, I mean, you, you still have a big name, right? So you're still Frankie Edgar. And if you open Frankie Edgar's fucking House of Pain or something like that, and if he takes that fucking name, I'm suing him. But <laughs> if, you, if, you open, if you open that up, you still have a big name, you could still get it done. But right. I mean, you know, if you're fucking like, you know, he's never going to get a title run, bro. Even if he wins 20 in a row, Dana White's not going to give fucking Frankie Edgar a title shot, bro. It ain't going to happen. Plus, he won't, he won't even win that many in a row, dude. It's like, it could be that he's on his contract and this may be one of his last fights. I don't know. But I, I don't really, I'm not like too interested in seeing that fight. Jessica Andrade and Thug Rose Part 2, July 11th, Fight Island. Who's first? <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> nah, you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, I think Thug Rose beats the fuck out of her this time. Uh, the, the first fight, uh, Thug Rose, for that first round or whatever it was, was beating the fuck out of this girl. And she was keeping her range. She was kicking her. She was punching her. She was jabbing her. She was doing everything perfect. And then something happened. And she lost all of her fucking, like, she had no more life. And you could see it as she started to back up around the cage. And then they got into that tussle. And then homegirl picked her up and slammed her on her neck. And I thought it was, I thought, I thought I saw her soul come out of it. She's still walking after that, dude. That was fucking Yeah, nasty. I mean. Uh, I think I think Doug Rose beats the fuck out of her this time. So, um, uh, let's see here. We got Kelvin Gaslam and he's going to take on Jack Hermanson. July 18th, Fight Island. Mm. I'm just going to go ahead and say that Fight Island is probably the worst card I've ever heard so far. Well, uh, these are two different cards on Fight Island, apparently. One be, July 11th, one July 18th. Kevin Gastelum is good. I think he still has, uh, you know, potential to make maybe another title run. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's not the greatest fight that you, you're, like, get excited for, I don't think. Kevin Gastelum did not look good in his last fight against Darren Till. No, he didn't. I, I thought he well, was going to destroy Darren Till and it, the opposite happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, he just came off of that war with Izzy, though, I mean. Bro, if you come off a war like that, you, you, I don't think you should fight for for a fucking year, bro. Like, they, I, 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 I literally think they were on the fucking verge of death. If there was one more round, one of those motherfuckers was going to die, bro. Yeah, that was a battle, dude. That was a war. Um, Alexander Gustafson is moving up to heavyweight at, upon his return from his short-lived retirement. He's going to be taking on... Um, 
Fabrizio Verdum. <laughs> and this is also on Fight Island, July 25th. I'm gonna agree with Rich, what he had just said, that this is the worst card on Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> These are all different dates. Uh, dude, this is like getting sad here. Uh... I, I, are these fights that these are see I think what it is I think these are fights that are like international fights that they can't fly into the they US yeah. right so so you got to get these fuckers like um, what's the Leon Edwards is probably gonna be on fight island fighting some somebody right I'm assuming because oh, he's in he's from England right? going to be fighting the title yeah he should be getting a title shot <laughs> uh, if his visa cleared Derek Brunson is fighting Shabazian. I guess they fought two times before. I don't know who this guy is. Mm. Um, I'm a filthy casual. Holly Holm, for some reason, is fighting again. And she's going to be fighting Irene Aldana. Mm. That girl's tough, dude. She's a fucking... She is tough. Irene Aldana is fucking tough, dude. She's a Mexican. That's all I need to say. <laughs> and the last fight uh, that's been made is Mickey Gall taking on Mike Perry, uh, June 27th UFC event. I'm interested in this okay. because Mike Perry has gone off the deep end. I don't know if you follow he's this guy. He's so gone. Dude. He's so gone. Darren Till has gotten to him big time, number one. Um, you know, they can't fight. The weight difference is too, too large. But, uh, fuck, dude. All Mike Perry cares about is his girlfriend. Like he said, he don't even need a trainer. He just needs his girlfriend. <laughs> that, you know, bro, she's gonna fucking corner him and nobody else. That's, That's what he said. That's what he said. Dude. Nobody else is gonna corner him, but a fine ass chick. That what is... happened to the Platinum Princess? That's insane. But I'm interested in seeing this fight. Actually, you got two good, you know, names at least. People that people know these fighters. It's Bro, just, Mickey Gall fought fucking CM Punk. CM Punk That's it. what he's known for. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stop it. He fucked up CM Punk. Hey, but CM Punk oh, looked like that one with that one video you're talking about, Mike. He did. Okay. Um, so, we, we touched on... This was the beginning of all this shit that went down last week. And it's only escalated since then. So what we've got now... Jorge Masvidal is coming out and asking for his release from the UFC. He's saying that um, they're only offering to pay him half of what he made on the Nick Diaz fight. Uh, and uh, he thinks that's bullshit. And then um, uh, we've got, what else we got here? John Jones um, is basically digging his heels in the sand. Is uh, he just, I saw he just posted today, Young Fighters, get paid as much as you can right now. Don't think it's gonna get better when yeah. you become a star because it's not. I saw that too. And then uh, we've got Conor McGregor retiring for the 98th time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ariel Hawani interviewed McGregor, I guess. And it is bullshit. He's not retiring. He wants a fight. He says it's not about the money. Um, he just wants to fight somebody because he's sitting here waiting for uh, Khabib and Gaethje to get their business finished and he's thinking there's too long of a, of a stretch and a layoff in between that and he wants to stay sharp 
Um, let, let's get to the Master Ball shit first. Okay. Go ahead, Rich. Okay, I, I think that uh, Diaz is a way bigger draw than fucking anybody in that weight besides Masvidal. That's why people want to see it, because they know that Diaz is going to talk shit and call him a bitch, even if he's getting fucked up, and fucking stock and slap his ass all over the fucking, all over the cage, yeah. even if he's getting fucked up. Yeah. Now, Usman is a fucking specimen of life, mm-hmm. but he's not a fucking draw. Nobody wants to see him, bro. Nobody, nobody cared that he beat fucking Woodley. Nobody cared that fucking you know everybody kept beat up Cody uh, Kobe because nobody wanted uh, to watch everybody wanted to watch Kobe get fucked up but nobody wanted to fucking nobody wants to watch he's fucking gross like he's not this high flying knockout artist where you know I'd like to see that I'd like to see him do that but he doesn't do that so that's that's where I think that's where it stands that's why they want to pay him less because Usman is not a fucking draw. He sucks. He's the champion, but he's not a draw. I don't mean he sucks. He, he's just not a draw. He just nobody wants to watch him. No, he's good, but he just like we. This is the broader discussion we we're going to get to. Um, he is a very good professional fighter, um, much like Woodley was in the right. day, But he's not flashy. He right. just does what he needs to do right. to win. And at what point is this sport? I mean. We know it's about the money, but at what point do these rankings not even fucking matter? I was gonna get into those today, but I'm gonna save that for next week's show because we're not covering that fucking shit card that they're presenting next week. <laughs> yeah, hey, something so, good might happen, but well, we can cover it, but we're not gonna get in depth like these other shows. So we put that way. Um, what about Curtis Blades versus uh, Volkov? hear about that yeah that and then also um volkanowski and uh Les are gonna fight again too that's that's being eyed for july this that blaze is the 20th i believe june 20th yeah so that's Two coming weeks. up yeah okay. that could be good yeah um but no uh at what point do these rankings not mean shit and it's just about who's a draw like what, what, like fucking Algernon Sterling should be fighting for this title. I mean, why the fuck is Aldo, who's ranked number six, yeah. fighting for the belt? And then um, Peter Yan is only number two, and number one is, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. Moraz? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's number one. So why it is should, he not fighting for the belt? Yeah, it should be number one and number two. It's, it's all about names. It's kind of gotten like real gimmicky right. to see. I mean, we, we saw that when they brought in Brock Lesnar. It's kind of, yeah, I get it's about money, but it used to be just about fighting, not all this gimmicky shit. It's kind of annoying, honestly. But it goes back to what we were talking about. It's like, what's going to sell fights? It's these big flashy guys and the big names and, and the guys so- are kind of... Yeah, but I think if it's a title shot and you got at least one guy that people like, like Massaball, then people are going to watch. People are going to buy that pay-per-view. Yeah. Because they like Massaball. Yeah, Usman, they, he's not a draw, but Massaball is. And it's a title shot. That's mm. going to be, people are going to buy that pay-per-view. Mm. I mean. Yeah, yeah but, but you got to remember this, though. 
nobody's fucking sitting in those stands, so they can't. They want the biggest fights that they can right now. They're, right. They're, nobody, no, they're not going to have that fucking, whatever you said it was, Mike, 18% or whatever, or 13 at the gate. They're, they're not going to have that. So they want the fucking biggest names out there right now. And going back to the fucking Peter Yan thing, the Peter Yan, that motherfucker's coming up and he's legit. I'm not saying he's not, but... And then the other biggest name out there is... is... Aldo. Aldo. It's just a name. It's just, it's just a name. They, they got to make up that revenue. They got to make up that revenue by, by putting out the biggest names they can, regardless of fucking ranking. And then, like I said, like I said the other day, it, 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 the ranking stopped when that BMF fell came out <laughs> yeah. you know it, it wasn't even about that anymore it's like connor called out fucking mesodon said i want that belt like those guys have no business fighting i mean the only the only reason they have business fighting is if connor has to go through those steps to go try to fucking take the belt from Usman. right yeah that's what massive was saying is um i didn't mean to cut you off but real quick he's saying so i got paid all this money for a fake belt, and now I'm fighting for the real belt, and I'm getting paid half. Like, what yeah. sense does that make? That doesn't make any sense. But I, it could have to do with the whole COVID thing and nobody in the stands. I mean, that might have something to do with it. But also, what I, it could be is, look, when the Fertitas had the UFC, they were all just making it all profit. Then when this new company came in, they paid, like, what was it, $4 billion for this UFC. So really, they're probably behind still. They're probably not even... I mean, I'm sure they made their money up by now, but at the beginning, they were probably, you know, barely trying to get their money back. Yeah. So it's kind of a different world when they when new owners took over. But that being said, they make way more than what they pay their fighters. They, what they pay their fighters is embarrassing. It's sad. Yeah. Well, I mean... At least take care of the top guys a little more than they have, you know. Uh, Boxcar Joe and Boxcar Willie who are coming up, yeah, I understand, you know. You're not going <laughs> to pay those guys a million dollars, but... No, no. Um, yeah, there's definitely an argument to be made uh, as far as what these guys get paid, but... My position on Massival is this. He just signed a seven-fight deal a couple of months ago. Like, if you sign the deal, bro, you yeah. know what you're getting paid. Shut the fuck up and fight, dude. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, if, if, if you were two or three years into this contract and you've already had three or four fights, yeah, okay, maybe come back to the table on it. But, you know, you signed the deal, dude. You, you knew what you were getting coming into this. Right. And this was after the Diaz fight he signed this deal, if I'm not mistaken. So why sign that deal at all? Yeah, he yeah why, not, why not fucking hold out? For, and, and wait for that big money, like yeah. like he's talking about. Yeah. But you're right, he signed the fucking deal. Uh, I think there might be a clause in there where you fight a couple times and you can renegotiate. So mm -hmm. get your fucking title and then right. say, all right, bitch, I'm now champ. I'm worth fucking yeah. this much. Like, yeah, I'm the champ now. And then you make the calls, bro. You make the fucking call. If you want to fight fucking Connor, you can say, all right, bring that fucking guy on. If you want to fight fucking Diaz again, you fucking say that, but you're the champ. Now you can request that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know what's shitty about it, man? Like, um, the purest in me, and I'm sure you guys to a certain degree feel the same way. Like we named the show gold belts and glory. Cause that's what it should be about is getting yeah. gold belts right. and getting the glory. 
But I understand a paycheck comes with that, but it's like, I feel like, um, you know, especially like you said, Rich, with this BMF shit, they really like bastardize what the belts even mean anymore. Um, and putting guys in there that are getting title shots, you know, that have, I mean, fuck dude. When, um, uh, what's his name? He fucking fought a style bender and he was on like a two or three fight losing streak and they gave him a title shot. Yeah. Yoel Romero. Yeah. Uh, Mm, that just tells you right there. Like, you know, none of this means anything. It's just making big fights. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Well, yeah, it's like when um, when DC beat Stipe, and, and then they bring Brock Lesnar out, like coming out like WWE, exactly. like you know, starting shit in the cage, and mm-hmm. Stipe had been on like a mad tear, and they just kind of pushed him to the side, and we're like, nah, it's all about Brock now versus DC. Hi, <laughs> no. dude. That was like so disrespectful, you know. One hundred percent, dude. Um, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anything else you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? I thought we had something else in the, uh, that we were we were talking about. We were going to mention on this thing. I don't think so, brother. Uh, all right. Well, do you, do so, you guys think McGregor is really not retired then? No, no. He just 100%. wants to fight. He just wants but, to fight. See, I, here's what I hit. So here's the thing, man. Like. Like, yeah, okay, fucking um, Khabib is the champ, right? Yes. But he's he's going through his his religious thing right now, the Ramadan thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the Ramadan thing doesn't end till September. So why wouldn't you put Connor versus Gaethje? Or, like, I, and just going back to that, I don't think Tony can fight, dude. Like, he got fucked up, man. Like, there's no way – that Tony goes in there even half of what he was when he when he started to fight Gaethje, dude, because he got mm-hmm. fucked up. I just don't – I don't think it's safe for Tony. He'll yeah. probably find me and punch me, but I just don't think it's safe for him <laughs> to fucking – to fight. He, like, he got fucked up bad. Yeah. He broke so his heart. Why wouldn't you – why wouldn't – right. Why, why wouldn't you – why wouldn't you put fucking Connor versus Gaethje – and let those two bastards fucking fight it out for the to, to go to, against Khabib, well, because Khabib's a, in this Ramadan thing. It wasn't just a Ram- Ramadan or whatever. It was like he couldn't travel. It was a travel ban. COVID, COVID, yeah. Right. The, well, the COVID thing happened too, right? Yeah. But again, again, Gaethje, uh, uh Connor would have found his way out. But see, Connor, I think needs to also like understand that this whole COVID thing kind of changed it up and. Made these fights, you know, take longer than they were supposed to, mm. and I think Dana just thinks that um, Gaethje deserves that title shot, like the actual title shot, not like a interim. You know. Yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see Connor and Gaethje. I, I, I think that uh, Gaethje style with the fucking he's a brawler, a technical brawler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a he he has a fuck and I mean I remember his first UFC fight that I saw he gets rocked and he's stumbling and he just kind of looks up and he just fucking starts swinging and he fucking goes I mean you thought he was gonna die right there and then he came out on top yeah so I would I would like to see what Conor McGregor and I'm a true dick riding 
Conor McGregor, redhead, loving motherfucker. Yes, I you promise are. you. Uh, yes, I, I would like to see Conor McGregor put that fool away well, and, and let it be no, let it be nobody like you, Ryan, who fucking hates. <laughs> well, hey, uh, David I, said he's going to fucking saying like, okay, Conor didn't go through the top guy. Hey, well, but Dana said that Conor McGregor but, will get to fight the winner of Khabib and Gaethje. So, yeah. but did you guys see that? I don't think. Video I don't think figure? fucking people are saying he looks slow. Bitch, that shit was going slow motion. Oh, yeah, man. right, bro. When you make a hundred million, you're not hungry no more. This guy's not bro. the same cat he was. I guarantee. Well, okay, so uh, go ahead and knock out uh, Cowboy in about one point two seconds. Who, who can't and then knock fucking... out Cowboy right now? Mike, really? Who hasn't knocked out Cowboy in his last four fights? Like, I'm shocked since we've been doing this show, we haven't announced another Cowboy fight. Uh, right? <laughs> it seems like he fights every month. <laughs> no kidding. Man. But, all right. So next week, uh, you know, if we watch this card, then we watch this card. But my plan for next week is let's break down these rankings and... Uh, We'll kind of do a little bit of fantasy booking here and kind of get in depth with those and see see what we see on the horizon. But that'll do it for now. So check out the podcast on iTunes, on Podbean. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Gold Belts and Glory. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace.